Welcome back to the Small Baller Podcast. I'm Trevor Reddick, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Brandon Siegel. How What's you up? Doing? What's up? Selection Sunday. You hype? Woo! It was a great Selection Sunday. Dude, it was With awesome. one exception. It was one exception. What was the exception? The boys in blue lost. They did lose. They did lose. They it was a tough loss. They blew a lead, man. Yeah. Michigan State is better, but for, for later in the podcast. That's later yeah, in the pod. Yeah, later in the pod. Um, first thing we're going to go right into, I got to give a couple of shout-outs to a couple of my buddies and friends. Uh, the first shout-out I need to give is my friend Aaron. He knows that I'm talking about him. He helped a ton, a ton of great feedback for us. He even named one of our segments, which you'll see in a minute. Yeah. You'll see. Um, but thank you so much, Aaron, for everything that you've done, and you've helped me out so much. Number two, we're going to go to my really good friends, Lorenzo, Megan, and Taylor. They were one of the first people to immediately come out and support us. They downloaded apps to listen. They supported us. They subscribed. Such great people. So thank you, all three of you. Thank you so, so much. Shout out to you guys. Number three, I would say, is probably our biggest fan. Um, <laughs> probably one of my best, best friends. Uh, my boy, Josh, who actually you met the other day. Yep, yeah, I he's, did. He's super cool. Um, we're definitely going to have him on the episode. He's going to talk about soccer. Um, that'll happen <laughs> soon. So stay tuned for that. Um, so thank you so much, Josh. And last person I want to thank is my grandfather, Louis. Um, everything that I've tried to do in life, he's always supported me. So thank you so much. Into our first segment. Mm-hmm. Last week we called them updates, but thanks to my friend Aaron, we are now going to call it small talk. That is the new term for small talk. Um, in the uh, first segment of small talk, we have NFL free agency. So a lot to talk about in NFL free agency. There's a lot of lot happened. Yeah, definitely. a lot of movement. A lot happened. I mean, a ton. Browns fans are happy. Browns fans are happy. Browns They're won. excited. The Browns definitely. The Browns won. absolutely won. So I mean, the Browns without a doubt, like they. They're, they're one of the teams that I truly think yeah, won. Yeah, they're going to be a really fun team next yes. year. It's, it, you know what? It's, it, I hate saying this. Like, really, like, it bothers me so much that I have to say this. But the AFC North got substantially just so much worse. Like, I seriously think yeah. they got so, yeah. so bad. And the Browns took, like, three steps and, up. And that's why I think the Browns are going to win the division. Because, the, I mean, the other teams got worse. And I think it'll be close between the Ravens and the Browns. But, I mean, I'm just going to – I mean, I think the Browns are going to win the AFC North. Dude, I, I, I assure you that will yeah. never come out of my mouth. I'm not going to admit it. I'll, <laughs> I'll never I'm, I'm say saying that. it now. It's March. I'll never March say 17th. It. But I'm saying but the Browns believe, are winning the AFC I believe North. purple. I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> um, but, really, they did they, – they won in really everything they did. I know last episode I said I didn't really think they won with the Odell deal. You know, it, it, of course they got a great player. They gave up a lot. You know, we'll see if it, if it pans out. But, overall, I think they did a great job with Sheldon Richardson, um, Odell – so they, they, you know, they, they got a lot of good talent. So into a couple of the deals, what do you think of Le'Veon's deal? We have four years, $52.5 million. I think he's averaging right around $13 million a year. I don't remember the guaranteed amount. I think it was in the 30s. Um, right. But what do, you, what do you think about his deal? What, what, what's, um, what's your idea about So $52.5 million comes out to about, what, 13, yeah. a little bit over 13 years. So, yeah. I mean, with the injuries, like, it, it kind of seems like a lot to me. I mean... I don't know. I'm I'm just worried about the injuries. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's very good. He's still only 27, but with running backs, you know the the age, it's kind of lower. You yeah, know, they get banged you up. See, you see a lot of running backs flame out around like 30 or sometimes even before yeah, that. I say most of them but right before that. N- with a team like the Jets, I mean, they can throw money to a guy like that. I, I mean, mean, they need sir. help everywhere. So, like, I guess why not? It to me, I this is know. a great great deal. And let me explain. For whatever reason, it came out that Le'Veon wanted way more than thirteen million, like you know, a couple months back when he was doing his whole thing, you know, sitting out. And he he comes in he, thirteen million a year for Le'Veon Bell. 
And, like, that's still a lot of money for a running back, without a doubt. But yeah. Le'Veon Bell is one of the best players in the NFL. So I think they won, took a big dub on that deal. Like, A-plus, so? in my opinion. Not only did yeah. they have the money to throw around, I really don't think, like, like, I seriously think he didn't. I have no clue why he took this amount of money. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, those coming out numbers where he right. wanted 15, 16, maybe even 17 million. Yeah. I mean, there's no way I'd ever pay that amount of money for a running back. Right. So to me, it's super, super interesting that he got that amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go down. We're going to go back down to Landon Collins. Okay. Um, Landon Collins got a six-year deal worth $84 million, $45 million guaranteed. What wow. do you think about this? Well, Landon Collins is an amazing player. Um, obviously, in the Giants, they, I mean, they need a lot. I mean, so I think Landon Collins... Uh, to re- retain him, he's one of their best players on defense. I mean, six eighty-four million. I mean, I, I don't know. It kind of seems like a lot of money, but he is a great player. Mm-hmm. I, it, I, I almost want to say it's the same kind of thing with the Jets, like in Giants. Like they can, they might as well. They need to keep these type of players that they have, so they don't completely fall down to being one of the worst teams in the league. So, oh, I, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't love this deal. That's. That's my opinion. I, this, this is not my favorite deal ever. So I, uh, I see, I see the eighty-four million for a, a, a box safety. And obviously, he's a, he's a fantastic player. I, I'm not trying to debate that he's not a fantastic player. It's it's more the fact that you know, Garen, you're throwing eighty-four million at a, a safety. You know, why don't you put that money into a offensive lineman, defensive lineman, quarterback? Even they got quarterback issues there, so. To me, it's a lot of money. He is young, um, but he's had you know injury problems throughout his career. You know he he was sidelined with the shoulder injury um, this past season. So in in my personal opinion, this isn't this isn't the best deal. I'm giving this like a B minus. Right. Overall grade. What do you what, what's your final thoughts for the overall grade on that deal? Um, yeah, I think a B minus sounds about right. I mean, and and that's my mistake. He did sign with the Redskins. I read the logo wrong, and he signed with the Redskins. Reading logos are very um, hard. <laughs> yeah, it said the Giants logo, but it says sign with Redskins, so read the fine print. But yeah, uh, I'll give it a B minus. B minus. All right, not a not a bad. Not I mean again, great, fantastic player. Moving along, I I gotta talk about. I have to talk about Ravens. I can't I can't do a pod and not talk about my right, Ravens. So right, we'll go to Earl right. Thomas, four years, fifty five million. Um, of course, he's a fantastic player, thirty years old. What do you think? <laughs> um, I love Earl Thomas. Obviously, he was a nightmare when the Patriots had to play uh, against the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. He was just one of the many um, great defensive players that they have. So I'm a huge fan of Earl Thomas. Obviously, Browns fans wish they could have gotten him, but they couldn't. And the Ravens uh, got another. They got a great player. Their defense should still be very good again next year. Yeah, I I like this deal to an extent. I I think they probably overpaid for him. And yeah, I'm probably like I mean, I literally just said how they overpaid for Landon Collins. They didn't pay him quite as much money for him, but you know, like Adrian almost signed for under forty million for four years. So. I mean, what, what does he get? He's getting, yeah. uh, what is it, a little over $9 million, $9.25 million a year. So, in my opinion, you know, why don't you go sign a guy like Adrian Amos, save 4 or $5 million a year, uh, maybe guarantee him a little bit more money. He's younger. Then, yeah, he's younger, too. I mean, what is he, 20, 26, 26, 25? 26. See, I feel like if you were to get, you know, that type of guy, it might be a little bit better that's just my personal opinion i love earl thomas i'm very excited for him if he stays on the field and he's had two huge leg injuries um then i think it'll be worth it in the end uh very quickly we're gonna go over one more guy nick Foles, four years 88 million 50.125 guaranteed wow for the jags uh what do, what are we thinking about that um 
I like Nick Foles personally. I now he, he's thirty. Carson Wentz is obviously younger, and um, the Philly wanted to keep him because he's their quarterback of the future. I, however, think Foles is a better quarterback, and I think the Jaguars, while they're not getting anyone elite, obviously Foles isn't an elite quarterback. But um, I think this is pretty good for the Jags. Twenty-two million a year. I mean, it's debatable, but I think it's decent. They'll they'll at least be relevant. Um. It, I'm giving it an okay grade. I'm I'm gonna give it a, a straight B. I I don't know if paying Nick Foles over twenty million. I mean, we saw him on his own team with the Rams, and the reason I'm comparing him to the Rams is because I mean they they didn't have a ton of pieces there, and the Jaguars have almost no pieces. So in my opinion, I'm giving it a B. It's not my favorite thing uh, that they could have done. I wish they would have just drafted someone. I guess not wish, but I you know I think for them would have been better if they. You know, just drafted a uh, young quarterback, got pieces around him. But moving right. on, next topic of small talk, uh, we're going to quickly address <clears throat> the MLB deals. I know this is a, a, we're a little bit late on this, but we just want to hit quickly on the uh, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado deals. So just to go over them. Right. Bryce Harper signed with the Phillies for 13, million, or 13 years, $330 million. And then uh, Manny Machado signed with the Padres, 10 years, $300 million. So what do you think? Who, who, who got the better deal? And who do you think uh, will be worth it in the end? Um, I really don't think either of them are going to be worth it in the end. I mean, these are long deals for a lot of money, $300 million for both of them. I mean, Bryce Harper's getting 13 years. I mean, that's the rest of his career. He's, <laughs> I mean, he's signing up. He's signing up for Philly. Mm-hmm. So I uh, hope, you, hope you love Philly and the Liberty <laughs> right, Bell, right. you know. I, I just feel like it's a lot for both of them. And, and I, I actually I, – I like both these deals, I think. Like them both. For Machado, I'm not confused. I'm or not Machado. Excuse me. For uh, Harper, I'm confused what he was doing. It seemed like he wanted more money than Machado, and then he didn't end up getting it. And on top of that, there's no opt out clause. Yeah. For Machado, I think he got for himself an amazing, amazing deal. Opt out after five years is okay. possible. Um, you get thirty million a year. That to me is great. Yeah. Um, so for both of them, I'm better. pretty happy. The teams, I guess, we'll have to see if they pan out. Right. Uh, I think. I think the Padres got. Or the uh, Phillies got the better end of the stick there. Um, but I guess we'll see. On to our next small talk topic. Are the Warriors still at the top? Yeah, the Warriors are obvious. They're still at the top. I mean, the you know, there's there's concern. There's been concern lately about Ken DeMarcus Cousins stay on the floor. You know, Kevin Durant obviously has the ankle injury. But the Warriors are still the best team. I mean, the only really the only hope for these other teams is that their chemistry just becomes a huge problem and they break up. Like that's really what you have to root for if you're a Celtics fan or a Bucks fan or a Raptors fan, you know, Thunder Warriors, or I mean Rockets, whoever it is, you have to hope that the chemistry becomes a huge problem and they break up. Otherwise they're winning the title again. Yeah, I I'm in my opinion there's no doubt that they're gonna continue their reign however in, and this is my opinion so no one shoot me down in the comments that this year to me has made him look stoppable the injuries have obviously hit them hard but draymond hasn't looked like himself <clears throat> i don't think cousins has been too fantastic at all right. obviously he's been a little bit better lately kd and this is going to be a wild thing but kd has had a off year i no mm. one can see it but i'm showing quotations i mean in my opinion, I, I, I mean, he's shooting, what is he shooting? From three, shooting 36%. That's, that's lower than he should be shooting uh, from three. His career is, um, I would guess he's over that. I mean, at a point in time, he was a 50-40, or 90-50-40 player. Yeah. yeah, his career's over that. So, yeah, uh, to me, and obviously he's still an amazing player, but to me, he's, he seems slightly off. Um, 
I'm interested to see what happens after this year. You know, what's going to happen after this year? Yeah, that's what I'm really interested to see, too. I think they're going to win the title this year, but yeah, it's really the too. free agency that I'm really interested right, in. Right, right. All right, so that's going to wrap up our small talk for today. We're going to go into our main topic. Is there anything that big – like, did something big happen today? Uh, No, I don't think so, <clears throat> except just uh, Selection Sunday, the bracket. Oh, the bracket just came right. out. We, I... we were just watching the show. Should we talk about it? Yeah, we should talk about it. All right, let's talk about it. We'll talk about it a little. All um, right, so March Madness, it's it's here. It's finally here. Whew. Selection Sunday. Let's go. The bracket was just released. We just watched the show. Um, so first, I, I think you, I want to address. You're out of your skin. You're so yeah, excited. Dude, I'm so excited. This I is you, like. You guys might not know. Trevor has been I'm, so excited to this episode this whole week. I've been excited. So yeah. this is, I'm, I'm excited. Let's just get right to it. Let's get right to it. Do you think they got it right? Did they get it right? Um, so for the most part, I think, I think it was pretty good. I mean, yeah, they got it pretty right. I think that, um, so my one seeds. I would not have had Gonzaga as a one seed, first of all. I think their resume, um, really, their only good win was Duke. I mean, you could argue Washington's a decent win, but, like, they have St. Mary's. They're a top 50 RPI team, but St. Mary's is really not actually good. Um, Not that good. So I feel like um, Kentucky should have gotten that fourth number one overall seed over uh, Gonzaga. Yeah, uh, I disagree. I think Gonzaga is a fantastic team. They obviously do not play the competition that Duke or Virginia plays. Um, in my opinion, they got the one seeds right. It, it, I feel like there's an argument that you know they could be compared to Tennessee or Kentucky. You know, he, here's how I think about it. Let's say they won one more game and beat St. Mary's and won the tournament. Would you have said they're an automatic number one? Um. Yeah, they would have been a one. Then, like yep. you know, in my opinion, the one game is not that big of a deal. I'm I'm encompassing their whole entire season. I mean, the Duke game was incredibly impressive, especially defensively down uh, in the end of the second half towards that end of that game. So, my personal opinion, I like the one seeds they came out. I'm happy. Michigan was a two. I did not think they'd be a two. Um, mm-hmm. Any snubs? Who who got snubbed in your mind? So in my mind, the two teams that got snubbed were uh, TCU. And UNC Greensboro. UNC Greensboro really has no bad losses. While on the other hand, um, I believe Arizona State, they have losses to two teams in RPI that were below 200. Uh, they're 22-10 overall. UNCG is 28-6 overall. Uh, and I just feel like UNCG definitely deserved it over Arizona State. So many bad losses for Arizona State. And then TCU, again, I don't have a huge problem with TCU not being get, getting in, it's it's kind of iffy, but I think they deserved it over Florida. F- Ten seed for Florida is very high. Like Florida. They have 15 losses. I think it's ridiculous. Florida doesn't make sense to me at all. I don't know where – maybe it's just that they valued the tournament so high because where – did they get – they got to the semifinal of their tournament, right? Did they lose um, – who did they lose to, Tennessee? They lost to Auburn. They lost to Auburn, okay. Yes. Because in my opinion, I, I feel like that did them wonders. Yeah, Florida's – so they have two wins over LSU – which I guess maybe that's what they're looking at in this elevating And maybe it's the eye test because Florida, I've watched them play a few times, and they do look really good sometimes. They have a lot of talent. I think in the preseason, I thought they were going to be a really good team. And then they have, they just had a bunch of losses. And again, 15 losses in general is just, to me, it's too many. Um, so I don't think Florida deserved it, despite the fact that they may have looked good in certain games. Florida really is not, is, is not it for me at all. I mean, besides the LSU wins, they beat Alabama um, away, which I guess is a good win. It's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Ole Miss at home. They had Butler at home. 
besides that, I'm, I'm not seeing anything that I love here. N- nothing here to me screams that this team deserves to be in the tournament at all. And I, I mean, I feel like it's the same way with Arizona State. I mean, you were explaining just before we went on here about how, you know, they've had a ton of bad losses. You know, I mean, we, we do look at Arizona's wins at the least. You know, let's, you know, try to look at the bright side. Arizona has beaten Kansas. That's, that's a big win. They've beaten Washington. We have Mississippi State win, Utah State, and Oregon. So they have had good wins. Uh, none of those have been true away games. Right. So I guess that's a little bit concerning to me. Some, uh, some of them have been neutral court, and they were probably early. Uh, yeah, almost all of them were pretty early in the year. Washington was later in the year, but the other ones, Mississippi State and Utah State, were earlier in the year. You know, Arizona State, I don't know. It's, it's close. UNC Greensboro, to me, seemed like they could have definitely – at least, at least Florida. Florida to me is the real glaring team that I'm like. I don't. I don't think this yeah, team is it yeah. at all. I I don't think they were it. They got a ten seed. I think that's the main thing for me. That's the main um thing that I think they got wrong is Florida being a ten seed. I mean, to have them in the tournament is one thing, but to have them as a ten seed is just way too high. The other things I don't have too big of a problem with. I'm just telling you that my preference would have been TCU and Greensboro over Florida and Arizona State. I I definitely like TCU over. I mean, without a doubt, TCU should have been right over Florida. I mean, at the least, Florida to me—that's a big problem. And especially that they're a ten seed. I mean, yeah. why are they not playing a plane? It has to be, in my opinion, <laughs> it just has to be the fact that they beat LSU twice. Okay, and were those games close? Do you remember with with who? With uh, LSU and Florida. Yeah, it, so, it seems like those games were close. Yeah, so Florida beat them away and on a neutral um, by five and three points, respectively. And then when they lost, they only lost by a point at home. So they played LSU really close. But besides LSU, is what I'm saying. Like it LSU, be the tournament. Did they beat? Who they beat? They beat Kentucky. Who they beat? In the they tournament? have not beaten Kentucky. They beat. Um, who did they beat? They beat the LSU, and they beat Arkansas. They beat Arkansas in the tournament yeah. in the first game. This is a confusing and then they beat LSU. It's very confusing. So I just don't understand the whole, the whole Florida. Uh, the Florida, Florida in it, especially as a ten seed, doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't so, see much there. Yeah. But, um, did you want to move into Cinderellas? Of course, on to Cinderellas. Who, who is your like? You got to pick one team, and you, you're riding with them. In fact, so much so you're holding that glass slipper. Okay. <laughs> where, where are you? Who, what team is it? Uh, so, so Cinderella. I don't, I don't know what it's defined. I don't really remember how it's defined. I'm just gonna say. It's going to be a double-digit seed. That's how I'm defining it for this specific podcast. Mm-hmm. And and d- d- just to clarify before you do that, just for listeners who might not know, uh, Cinderella team is more about like the Cinderella story. Yes. You know, coming from nothing, going to something. So it's a team that is not projected to do well at all and going farther. So, for example, last year, Leola, Chicago, they made it to the Final Four. Yep. That's, that's one of the craziest Cinderella stories that we've ever heard. Uh, VCU back in the day was Shaka Smart. What year was that? Was that oh nine? Am I Shaka Smart wrong? was that I think ten or eleven. Ten or eleven. Okay, I wasn't that wrong. Yeah, no, um, you're good. Yeah, <laughs> not too bad. Um, so that's how we're gonna define a Cinderella story. Uh, we can do double digits. I'm cool with that. So who is your, who is your team that you're gonna um, ride with? Double digits. So, I think the team I'm gonna pick is Belmont as a possible Cinderella. They're an eleven seed. They're playing a play-in game. But I think they're going to win that game, and then they would match up against Maryland. Now, Maryland is a very good team. They have Bruno Fernando, Jalen Smith up front. But Belmont is a very well-coached team. Rick Bird, one of the top 10, 15 coaches in the country. They're very smart. 
Uh, they can shoot pretty well. They also have an NBA player, something that past Belmont teams couldn't have said. Dylan Windler is going to be drafted uh, this coming June. So I think Belmont's the team I'm going to pick. I think they will beat Maryland. I think the problem is when they do play LSU, um, I think it will be a problem. They might be able to get past it, though. And if they get past that, then you potentially see them going against Michigan State or another tough game, but they have looked you know, up and down. So there is a possibility that Belmont could at least get to the Sweet 16, maybe Elite Eight. That'd be, that'd be crazy in my opinion. Yes, it would be insane. So I'm going to go with – I kind of have three teams I'm looking at, okay? I don't, I don't know if I can fully pick one, but you know, right. the three teams I'm going to go off of. Um, number one is I'm gonna, the first thing I'm going to go with. They're not a double-digit seed, but this team needs to be recognized, and that's the Wofford Terriers. Mm-hmm. Fletcher McGee has had honestly one of the best shooting careers of any college player ever. I, I mean, you knew how nervous I was. I seriously thought they'd be matched up where they would – if they won, they would play <clears throat> Michigan, so I yeah. did not want that happening. So mm-hmm. in my opinion, Wofford is a scary, scary team. Underrated at a seven. <laughs> yes. Very underrated. Yes. My number two team I'm going to go with is the Liberty Flames. Liberty is in a – besides Duke, I don't see any fantastic team in this. Michigan State, in my opinion, has flaws. Um, LSU has a ton going on around them. I don't see – besides Duke in this bracket, I don't see a ton happening. The only thing that's right. bad about Liberty is they'd have to play Virginia Tech if they win, of course. Yes. Um, and then after that would be a, uh, a tough round of Zion. Yeah. Zion counters at one. Yeah, you know, I actually kind of like that because Virginia Tech, they're getting Justin Robinson back for the tournament – um, there could be a little rust, so we'll see how that goes. But I actually kind of like this matchup against Mississippi State. I do, too. I'm not too high on Mississippi State, so they do, could definitely win. Whereas, you know, Belmont, I feel like they actually have some tougher matchups in those first two games. Maryland and LSU. So you might be right on uh, Liberty. Obviously, going up against Duke. It's gonna be, that's uh, going to be a rough one. I think the road would I don't know. But, it, it, tell us in the comments you know. uh, how much you would bet on Duke against a Liberty. Tell, tell us in the comments, because... <laughs> In my, I don't know. It's not a lot of money coming from my hand. I'm not betting a ton against uh, a ton against Zion. That that might be trouble. Yeah. Um. So my third team. This is a team that I love. I love their star player, top five pick. I'm going with Murray State. Okay. Okay. Murray State plays with uh, same conference as Belmont. Um. So they mm-hmm. they've played. I feel like some good competition this yes. year. Um. They have four losses against uh, Alabama, Belmont. Uh, Auburn and the Auburn game was not that it was close. It was a ninety ninety three eighty eight. I'm seeing ninety three eighty eight, and that was back in December. But th- this is a team. John Morant is he is an animal. Okay, yep. if he bulks up, he's going to be a fantastic NBA player. Which yes. that's not even hard to do. Yeah, that's yeah, not no. hard at all. No, it, especially it's how not. big I am. It's, it's not. too easy. No, because John Morant, he's a player who already has the skills. He already has shown some athletic uh, flashes. He's he's almost like a less like a smaller less athletic Russell Westbrook so I see that if if he gets bigger and stronger um like he he's gonna be really good what's crazy is the fact that like we're comparing him to Russell Westbrook who can't shoot for anything another okay yeah like cannot shoot for anything and John Moran can shoot he's actually a better shooter than Russell Westbrook so yeah you have that I that's he's gonna be an interesting player like really interesting yeah uh in the in the uh in the draft. Okay, let's go through let's go through each uh part of the uh bracket. All right. Talk about who we think will come out of it. Um, bracket number part number one. We have the East. The East. Um, top four seeds. We have Duke, Michigan State, LSU, and Virginia Tech. Who do you got coming out of that? Okay, so I have Duke coming out of the East. 
um, over a year ago, I picked Duke to win the national championship this year, so I'm not going to get off the bandwagon. So, spoiler alert, they're my national champion. But um, number one overall in this seed region, winning? yeah, number one overall seed is winning, in my opinion. Um, so, I have Duke coming out of this region. Um, they don't really have too many tough matchups in their like upper side of the bracket, unless Liberty, like we said before, <laughs> unless Liberty. But um, I think the toughest matchup would probably be um, I would say LSU or Michigan State, whoever comes out of there, but I think they can beat either of those teams, so they're going to have Can we just quickly talk about how the NC Central coach does not want to play Duke? Like, he publicly came out. Did you see that? No, I didn't. He publicly came out and said, like, I, I'm serious. Like, when, It was an when? actual statement. He Like, the other day, he literally said, he's like, I do not want to play Duke. I want no business <laughs> playing Duke. Which I wouldn't either, okay? I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. Uh, <laughs> quickly, I, I have Duke coming out of this region, too. This is a weak region. Like a very weak region. Yeah, I I don't like this region at all. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, obviously there's there's still good teams, but this isn't a super powerful region. I, I got Duke coming out of this. On to our next region. Uh, let's go down to the west. Uh, okay. we have top four seeds. Gonzaga is the one. Michigan is the two. Shout out. Uh, number three seed we have Texas Tech, and the number four is Florida State. This is a this is a pretty good region. I actually yes. really like this region. Who 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 you got coming out? Uh, so I had such a tough time. Um, oh, I didn't. I I ver- okay. <laughs> you're biased, but um, I had a very tough time picking this. I think the uh the upper side of this region is very tough because you have not only Gonzaga, but uh, you have Syracuse as the eight seed who could play them in the second round. And uh, I don't think they can beat them, but Syracuse is going to give them a good game. You have Marquette, Florida State, all good teams. But I'm going to pick Gonzaga. I think they've looked too strong this year. And, yeah, I'm picking Gonzaga out of mm-hmm. the West. Mister, they shouldn't be a number one seed. Uh, so I'm going to differentiate a little bit here. I don't like Gonzaga in this bracket. I think they got to go play Syracuse or uh, Baylor's not really. But Syracuse will win that game. Yeah. Or Marquette or Murray State. That, to me, is a tough game. You know, whoever comes out of that. Same with Florida State. So, I'm I'm saying uh, the finals of that little bra- uh, the region right there, we got Marquette versus Michigan. Um, with no bias coming out of there at all. Hear me again. No bias. I have Michigan taking that game. Winning wow. by three. Quickly Very up surprised. to the South region. No bias at all. Uh, top four seeds in the South region. We have Virginia as the one. Number two, Tennessee. Three, Purdue. And four, Kansas State. This region... It's okay. I, All right. I don't. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I think they yeah. have some stronger teams that have potential. Yeah. Who do you got in this region? Um, I got Tennessee in this one. Um, I think this one is just. I think it's going to be pretty much chalk for the most part. Uh, I got Virginia and Tennessee playing in that Elite Eight matchup, and it's going to be a showdown. I mean, the defenses. Uh, it's going to be a good defensive matchup. Both defenses are two of the top five teams, and um, it's going to be a very good matchup. But I got Tennessee. Uh, I also I'm not going to differentiate as much here. I got Tennessee. I again this region's okay. Um, I think I, I think Virginia's going to have a good time going through. But once they hit that bot, the bottom half of the bracket's powerful. Purdue, Villanova, uh, Cincinnati as a seven. Uh, Tennessee. I I still have Tennessee coming out. I think they'll beat Virginia um, in the final of that region. Uh, but that's a it's not a bad region. It's okay. Yeah. Moving okay. on uh, to the Midwest region. This region. Is insane. <laughs> North Carolina as the one, Kentucky as the two, Houston is the three, and the four is Kansas. Who do you have in this region? Okay, so 
before, when we were going through this, I was trying, I didn't want to pick all chalk, but I was having a hard time with that. So this region, I'm not going to pick chalk. I found a team that I really like that's not a top four seed, and that team's Iowa State. Wow. I'm picking Iowa State to come in the wow. Midwest. And this is a really tough region too. But I have Iowa State upsetting Kentucky in that Sweet 16 game, and then they go and also upset Carolina. So I got Iowa State. So quickly here, that's never going to happen. This there's so much happening in this bracket. Uh, this, to sum it all up, I got Kentucky. I think it's going to be a super good game against North Carolina. Super, super good. They got to play Wofford, Houston, or Iowa State. It's going to be a tough game you know, for when they get there. To finish up the pod here quickly, um, who's your team to win? My team to win is Duke. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, not <laughs> shocking. Yeah, I picked them again before the year. I got to stick with them. Duke all the way. Let's go. To finish up, super hard. I got Duke, Michigan, Tennessee, and Kentucky in my final four. I have Duke versus Kentucky in my final. And I'm going to take Kentucky in a close game. PJ Washington's going to rule that game. Okay. Calling the PJ Washington just takeover. Okay, so since you said your championship matchup, I'll say mine. It's Duke, Tennessee. Okay. Um, It's going to be an amazing matchup. I've wanted to see this game all year, but I'm going with Duke. Um, I think they're going to shoot well enough to win Zion. He's the best player in the country. Yep. And don't sleep on Iowa State, though. I won't uh, sleep on them. Don't sleep on Iowa I State. They're a lot I of talent. Look at w- w- Lindell Wigington, six-man. Mariel Shayok. They're very good. But, yeah, do go Tennessee. All right, so that's going to finish it up for this episode. Um, quick shout-out real quick to our BG basketball team. They almost pulled it off. Almost pulled it off. Um, yep. It was a tough one. They had a great season, projected to finish last, and great not run. finishing last. So overall, fantastic season for them. I'm excited for next year. Yep. Thank you guys so much for watching today. Um, Trevor and I are really enjoying this. We're going to upload every single Sunday. We are now officially on all platforms, all major platforms. We are on Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe to us. We'd really, really appreciate it. It doesn't cost anything to subscribe. It's 100% free. Give us a little rate down there. Five great stars review. would be awesome. If you think us like stars. a four and a half star, I'm all right. I was a three-star recruit coming into Bowling Green. Um, so, you know, if you want to give me three stars, I'm okay. If three my voice star. is too yeah. high for you, get, tell me that. Tell me. Give me some feedback. I love it, okay? <clears throat> so please give us a rate review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at SmallBallerPod. Um, if you follow us, I'll definitely try to give you a follow back. We'll see how it goes down. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But thank you guys so much, and uh, we'll see you next Sunday. Peace out.